Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where free bit of film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Connor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. Hey. How's, hey, how are hey. we doing? Had a good week? Yeah. Cheeky little short week. It's uh, just been bank holiday over here, hasn't it? So, uh, riding home. Bank holiday. None of the banks are open. Sun's out, bum's out. I mean, guns. Thumbs out, <laughs> bums out, thumbs out. Uh, that's about it. It, it rhymes with sun. You get it out. Sun's yeah. out, thumbs out. I did get sunburned terribly, though. I don't even think I was out for that long. I was out for yeah. about two hours, and I still feel crispy now. It still hurts to move. So, uh, yeah, pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> pathetic skin. Your skin is pathetic. What, it's all a bit of sun. I'm, I'm all in pain. Grow up. Oh. With this, um, you know, Mediterranean complexion that those of you watching the video will be obviously that I have, obviously I can stay out as long as I like. By which I mean, I'm as white as a sheet and I'm practically a vampire in the sun. I have to run between patches of shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. You same. um, you have like a protective. I don't know what that is on your head though. We don't have that protective layer. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> The thing off. is, guys, you, you say that, but it's it's a real peril because I have dark hair as well. Yeah. Like your hair turns into like a pair of straightening irons. That heat was retained. I could burn people by just touching them. <laughs> Isn't that the, the power that the guy in Mortal Kombat had? The yeah, new guy. Fire hair. <laughs> <laughs> it took in the I, energy. I am a more compelling character than that one I can't remember from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Hot hair. Hot hair man. Ben, hot hair, I will up man. my view, I will up my rating of Mortal Kombat by one by one rating if you can tell me his name. Um I don't even know who you're on. Three though. seconds. Oh, uh, oh come on, Ben. Hot face. Um, <laughs> hot hair stings. 
Sorry, we can't remember the new character in Mortal Kombat's name, meaning officially it was a bad idea. It's only been a fortnight. <laughs> oh, from the movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, Cole, Cole Young. Cole, Cole, Cole Young. <laughs> I was thinking of a game for some reason. I thought you were talking about a game. His name Cole Young. It's Cole, yeah. That. Cole Young. And oh. his, his suit is made out of a wicker basket. Yeah. That's all I remember. He's got a lovely basket cardigan. Got a beetle Either that or like, um, you remember like Fruit Winders? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. A little bit like Fruit a winder sausage roll as well, or a steak bake. You know, a steak bake. Yeah, it's like the pastry is a like, lattice. Uh, a of lattice. Pastry. If you notice yeah. he leaves a lot of flakes wherever he's been. There's a lot of pastry <laughs> flakes. He's ever so flaky. <laughs> never turning up on time. Sometimes just bailing on plans. He's like the so tournament. flaky. Like the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go to a tournament? No, I'm going home. <laughs> going to my shed. You idiot. Yeah. Uh, beat, beat Goro in a trailer park. That's embarrassing. Hang on, I've got a drink. <laughs> just in the car park of a farm shop, just beat him up. What was he drinking there? It's a fresh uh, fizzy pop. Is that Iron Brew? Oh, it's Fanta. No, Fanta Fruit Twist. I think this oh, is yeah. the best Fanta. Uh, is there a, there's a grape Fanta, which is pretty all right, if I remember. It's very, like, very sweet. Like, yeah. hideously, hideously sweet. Yeah, this one tastes, this tastes like... Uh, which suits uh, me down to a T. Toxic, toxic ooze. But toxic ooze. Are nice. you going to mutate? Like Are you going to get any powers, do you think? Fingers crossed. I, know. I mean, that's, I that's the power. Hands. Mutation. <laughs> All my fingers. <laughs> All my fingers are crossed. crossed. <laughs> God damn it. But of every other thing, I get really good luck with everything else. <laughs> seems. Everything else goes well for me. Yeah. I can't pick things up. I'm allowed to definitely... say what I want and not mean it because my yeah. fingers are crossed. Fingers are <laughs> Your fingers are crushed. Uh, right. What we, we got? got horror news. What we got? Uh, got a little bit of horror news. Uh, so this is the first episode of June, uh, which is Pride Month. So I thought I'd give a little bit of a shout out to some previous episodes that we've done um, with LGBTQ plus creators and characters. And also, I thought I'd put it out there: if you're listening to the show and you want us to cover any films that are particularly um, LGBTQ plus orientated, then let us know and we'll do that because I think we probably should do a little bit more because just from looking at a list which had all of them on there, we've covered a few. Uh, So one of them, we've done Let the Right One In, episode 21, episode 100, Hellraiser, uh, episode 151, Ginger Snaps, and episode 159, Jennifer's Body. So that's just like a little cross-section of some that we've done. But yeah, and I don't believe you've missed, missed the most important and significant one. Go sleepaway on. Camp, obviously. I was going to say Sleepaway Camp, but on this list it only says Sleepaway Camp 2, which doesn't, I guess doesn't make sense. Maybe because the reveal? I don't know. Uh, All yeah, Sleepaway sleep- Camp movies, what a time. Yeah, but Sleepaway Camp, which was episode something, 107. There we go. So yeah, we've done a, we've done a fair few, but... Uh, be good to do more i'd like to do more seeing all the people there's been a few threads where people have been asking and then calling out their favorites and i've sort of been scouring through them going oh add that to the watch list or we haven't covered that one yet so the spreadsheet's going to be um beefed up from all these great threads that people are posting the spreadsheet is always beefed up the, sp- the spreadsheet is always always growing it would we're see. doing this forever it's official we are pretty much Do you uh, still keep a spreadsheet of all the scores, Andy? I'm, I've got about six months to catch up on, but I was—I do it every so often, and then my podcast feed is ruined <laughs> because then I—I I scroll back 
And then I notice I've got like two minutes, like it says, oh, two minutes left on about 50 episodes. But I'll yeah. um, I'll top it back up at some point. Yeah, that'd be good. It's always good to see the stats because it's one of those things we just keep chipping away at week after week doing a horror podcast, forgetting those stats that we're racking up. I think we worked out exactly how many hours we've podcast for before, maybe around about 100 episodes. Um, and it was a lot. So it'd be good to see where we're at now because we're fast approaching episode 200, which is kind of crazy. What a time. Mm. When it what comes a time to, to be alive. We'll all get one day to get the aspiration of anyone that starts a podcast in that we all one day get to appear on like I Love 2000 and something as a talking head. And then just <laughs> oh, yeah. a little cut away. Yeah, like yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be Danny oh, Baker saying, oh, I don't believe about that film. And he goes, oh, of course, the entire cast were cancelled for reasons we can't go into on television. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I was thinking that recently. There was a TV show on Channel 5 and it was like people talking about their favourite cakes. And I just kept thinking... How have they been asked their opinion on that cake? How do I get onto that show to talk about French fancies and stuff like that? Because I want to be on that show. Maybe this is my in. It's part of the. You have to be part of the Kipling family to get on that program. Sadly. Uh, okay, I got you. French what fancies. About? They're good. They are good. They are good. Maybe we can ask Mr. Kipling for a sponsorship deal. You know, we've got two. Now you mentioned it on the podcast. Then um, yeah, you're go. officially in the hat for the for the next talking headpiece. You've given an opinion on French fancies. <laughs> I give them an A, especially the pink ones. Not so fan, not a fan of the the chocolate ones. Always left for them at the end. They're the least compelling. They're, they're you, odd, you only they're need odd. one. You only need one. They're very very sickly. I think very rich. Even sorry, not sickly. Kipling. This is <laughs> very rich. Yeah, but the chocolatey ones have. They're not very chocolatey considering they're chocolate flavoured. That's what I want. If I'm going to have a chocolate cake, I want it to taste yeah. like chocolate. I don't want it to not be as nice as the pink one but not taste of chocolate. Come on. It feels like we're slating the cakes. If we want them to come and give us a sponsorship deal, we've got to stop slating the cakes. We've got to say okay. best cakes in town. Mr. Kipling, there are. I'm a big fan, especially of when you do the seasonal ones, like your frosted fancies at, at Easter. They, chef's kiss, exceedingly good. Exceedingly good. Oh, he's done the quote as well. They'll be coming for you, Andy. <laughs> They'll be just getting you exclusively on this deal. No, I'll tell them we're a package deal. I'll say, look, this isn't Simon Cowell, mate. You can't get, you can't break the group up. We're either all promoting your cakes yeah. or none of us. Hashtag ad. I'll buy Jaffa cakes or not or nothing if you don't give me what I need. They might split us up though, like when they made One Direction go solo. Never who made, out, did who made them go solo? Did they just break up? Uh, uh, yeah, they just broke up. I don't know the history. I've just put it out there expecting you guys as not alone, but you didn't. <laughs> don't ask not, me not questions. Well, not well read enough on your One Direction lore. No. Oh, well. No. Horror podcast. I, I've noticed some of... <laughs> oh, bloody horror podcast. What's that? Horror news. Yeah. So we've had a couple of trailers this week. We had a trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's Old, his new sort of like odd thriller. Odd thriller. I'm going to call it an odd thriller because there's crazy stuff going down. Some horror alumni in that movie, though. So... Uh, Alex Wolf is in it from uh, Hereditary. Uh, and then what was the name of the actress who was in the last night in Soho as well? Um, anyway, yeah. she's in this as well. So it looks like she's making that big transition into sort of like genre films from she was in Jojo Rabbit originally, wasn't she? So yeah. it looks cool. Though. So the I guess the basic premise without me reading that full synopsis is there's a beach. And when you're on this beach, you start aging really fast aging if you're, a kid. if you're a kid but if you're an adult 
then I guess just aging inside. Just like sound, you're... if you're there. <laughs> yeah but i think some people yeah so this would be interesting it seems like i mean is there going to be a twist the the old Shyamalan mystery box loves a good twist uh did uh yeah. glass have a twist i didn't see glass now this latest one right mm, i don't spoilers really for glass there. are you ready luke do you want us just to say mm, no yeah in that case <laughs> maybe there's a twist you'll have to see remember. interesting the twist is there is no twist uh yeah, I don't really remember. I'm looking forward but, to old. <laughs> looks fun. Yeah, so obviously Big Bad Shyamalan. He's he's had he's had some good ones over recent years, and so not so good ones. I didn't see that Apple TV show Servant, which he was involved in. Apparently, it's a it's a it's good. Tour de Force. Okay. Um, so seemed to have a little bit of a lull where he was splitting opinion, but now he seems to be clawing it back a little bit. Uh, M Night Shyamalan. So. Let's see what comes up next. I think he's done more good than bad. I'll certainly see anything that that he puts out at least once. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Burn two hours on worse. Mm, exactly. <laughs> a lot worse. Talk, talking yeah. of that. Talking of that. There's a trailer as well for the uh, sequel to the Escape Room movie. This one's called. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a classic horror movie or horror thriller movie. Name Escape Room Tournament of Champions. It's weird, isn't uh, it? They're going for that YA thing, which makes sense. I mean, the first the film is yeah, a yeah, YA yeah. horror, but that tournament YA man makes me think of Maze Runner. Or... <laughs> 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 They're going for that so, Geordie thing, set in yeah. Newcastle, set in Sunderland, maybe. Uh, yeah, sorry, Luke. Go on. Uh, I've seen the trailer. If you, I've been to cinema a few times this past weekend, and every time it's come on. And it just doesn't look like, I don't know, doesn't look like my kind of thing. So we've all seen Escape Room, right? I didn't. I didn't see it. I was going to watch it. Was it on Netflix for a while? Or was that a film also called Escape Room that was legally distinct? There was another one called Escape Room, which was odd, wasn't it? I didn't really know. I put that one on once and I was like, this isn't the one I saw advertised. I shan't watch this. And then I never caught up with the actual one. Oh. I, th- I think it's worth watching. I actually think it's all right. I mean, did we do we do a review on it, or did we? I think you no, spoke think about it in the what are you watching it, bit. Yeah. But it's worth watching because it is kind of fun. Like I like the setups, uh, but but yeah, the last ten minutes just yeah. don't just don't watch. There's it. a couple of interesting like rooms, yeah, where you think Jesus, I'd never get out of there. Which I guess is the yeah is the point. But now it looks like they're pitting the winners of these various escape room. Uh, events, the winners against each other, in a... and also the rooms are getting way more elaborate. Uh, so, like, they they think they're back home in New York City, and then <laughs> find out that it's just one big projection. It's, it's just a room in Newcastle. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a room in, still in, in Newcastle. Canny Newcastle. They hear someone say something. It's here, someone open in a bottle of Newcastle Brown, and they're like, Oh no, we're That's still it. here. Indistinguishable, that noise. <laughs> Eating a bit Jeff, of like the, cake. Like yeah. Jeff, when he's down the grove, that time he got killed with all those fireworks going off in the basement. That is one of the escape room challenges that goes wrong. Jesus. Yeah, that's how Jeff had it in <laughs> Biker Grove. Yeah. That's good. Was, that's how they got him. We're going to do PJ and Duncan with the uh, paintballs. Yeah, but he was only blind for a bit. I didn't realize that. I thought he was oh. blind forever in the program, but apparently that- it was few episodes legitimately terrified me um and i never ever wanted to play paintball and i don't think i did it <laughs> never I was, been like, 20 odd <laughs> and even then it was in the back of my mind 
Even I had goggles on. I was like, if I have a second pair of goggles, please. (laughs) Can I have a second (laughs) pair of goggles? I better do a third pair of goggles just to be safe. Okay. And I'll close my eyes underneath the goggles. This image of it's either Ant or Deck with uh, paintball paint paint in his eyes. I think it's Ant that gets blinded. I think you're going to make it your background then, Luke. I might <laughs> yeah, please make it your background. It'll be <laughs> fantastic for people who watch on YouTube and like skip to halfway through the episode. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, yeah, so I haven't actually seen this trailer, but I will watch it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, if you're listening, it's a picture of PJ. It's PJ, isn't it? He looks happy. I think it's Ant. He looks happy. It's Ant. Yeah, it's Ant from Ant and Deck when he was in a. Teen soap called Biker Grove, set in Newcastle, um, and he's and he been blinded by yellow blinded, paint. Shot in the eye by in an illegal paintball game. He looks happy. He looks like he's really enjoying oh. being blind, doesn't <laughs> he? <laughs> oh bloody! I can't believe it. I bloody love being blind. <laughs> and my hay fever gets really bad. I'm sorry. I wake up. <laughs> Ambrosia custard in your eyes. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, uh, what else we got? What else we got? Let's carry on. So we mentioned this a few times on the show when we're talking about horror news. So Evil Dead Rise, the new Evil Dead movie, is apparently going straight to HBO Max and some plot details have been revealed. Um, So it's produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and it's directed by Lee Cronin, who directed The Hole in the Ground, which I've not seen. Um, And apparently it completely avoids the 2013 reboot Moves the action out of the woods. Just look, did a little burp while I was talking, and I'm sorry, how unprofessional. Uh, and apparently moves it into the city, and it's a tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. It doesn't really say anything about like a high-rise building, which is what I thought was the, yeah. the crux. I thought the crux was going to be, imagine Evil Dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine in a high-rise building. Oh, bloody gosh, lovely guys. This still happen. I... Um, wished that they either had continued the remake story or had found a way to bridge, bridge it all together. Maybe that's why they're are they staying away from it because they might still do something with that. Yeah, I don't know, <clears throat> it's possible, isn't it? I mean, it either way, nice. I hope they do, and I'll, I'll watch more Evil Dead stuff. That being said, I've not got around to any of Ash versus the Evil Dead, but you know, best of intentions. First season. Season. The very first episode is directed by Sam Raimi and it's excellent. It's I like think I may have only seen the first episode. On Evil Dead Human. Okay. Yeah, and it's the, good. The, uh, and apart from that, the last little bit I've got here is following on from last week's episode, Army of the Dead. Apparently there is an Easter egg connecting the film to Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake, another film that we previously covered on the podcast. Uh, so apparently there's a scene where uh, Tig Nataro's character scrolling, scrolling on her phone. Uh, and there's a little close up screenshot, and it says, uh, New information released about 2004 zombie outbreak in Milwaukee. Well, Dawn of the oh. Dead remake was released in 2004 and set in Milwaukee. So there we go. Shared universe, possibly, maybe something cool. Yeah. Zombies seem very different, don't they, to those? Different so. parallel dimension, probably, knowing Zach. Parallel different dimension, time, different time, time loop. Yeah. Robots probably cleaned up that zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So I thought I'd mention that because that was quite interesting following on from the last episode. But that's pretty much it for the news. Cool. Have Has we, anybody uh, seen anything good this week? 
anybody? Uh, no. Um, well, apart from films that we'll be talking about in the future, I almost went to see one of those, but as I told you, it was corrupted possibly by ghosts, but it wasn't probably just a bad film um, file that was sent to the cinema. A bad so film, full stop file. <laughs> um, so instead, I watched a different film file that, um, <laughs> that a television service is able to provide me with um, called Underwater, which I know you guys reviewed oh, yeah. in the past and I hadn't got around to seeing. So... Bearing in mind, I'd already bought popcorn at the cinema, took it home and ate and ate it while I watched uh, Underwater, which was fine. I like your style. I like your how did style. You... Mate. How did you find uh, Underwater? Yeah, it was fine. I, I think it suffered a little bit because it was a hot, sunny day and the you know the, the sunlight was on the screen, so there are a few bits yeah, where you're like, yeah. I see this. Yeah, but um, other, than that, other than that, it was um, fine. Like... I think Kristen Stewart's probably come a long way. Like, if there are still people, much like Robert Pattinson, that still say, "Like, oh God, you from Twilight, you like you, you can't really make that debate anymore because she's been in, she's been really good in so much good st- like other stuff since then, and she does yeah. do some cool stuff. She has my big takeaway from her performance, and she's really good at like running down a corridor that's like throwing her about and doing some sliding. He runs, runs down a chaotic yeah. corridor with the best of them. Yeah, it was all right. It's, it's uh, I think it's written by the guy who, who did wrote Love and directed Living Monsters. Yeah. And he also wrote, I don't know if he directed, but uh, Spontaneous as well, which I, I know I keep bringing up, but it is really I still good. haven't seen Spontaneous. Um, <laughs> Nor have I. Of, of the two, like Underwater was good, but definitely seeing his writing and direction style. I think it suits him a little bit better with the Love and Monsters where he's allowed to bring a little bit of his humour into it. Yeah. Because Underwater has a few moments of like levity and just some, you know, some nice, some nice bounce in there. Yeah. But because that in that film they're literally in peril of imminent death from what a one minute in onwards, yeah. then um it feels What's like it's not the room for the light. Yeah. While Kristen Stewart's brushing her teeth, she gets thrown into Peril as well, and I feel like oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, don't, don't I couldn't go around if I haven't, haven't rinsed. I couldn't get <laughs> yeah, off my God, day. Can you imagine? Yeah, if well, she didn't manage to work around to the other to the back molars or something. Oh, yeah. one side of the mouth feels dirty still. God, imagine that. And then there's monsters. <laughs> and then there's monsters. Yeah, it's so a great, great creature design, great um, costume design as well. Yeah, yeah. It's costumes. I liked how the costume design had loads of like weight to it. Like it didn't yeah. feel like you're in. Like not like late nineties like X Men suits that you go underwater with like just like spandex superheroes. They were big, weighty like armors almost. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, I watched a bunch of stuff. Again, I I watched stuff that we're going to be talking about doing episodes on later on. But um, I watched that. Uh, I also watched the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is on Netflix. It's an animated film animated family film it's, it's made by the sony animation studio who you can tell some of the same people or maybe the same animation house that did the spider-man into the spider-verse film mm-hmm. lots of that yeah. similar kind of uh craziest i like that those kind of animated films are really getting creative now in the way they sort of present, yeah. present the film it's really fun it's um uh, a family find themselves on a road trip during like a robot apocalypse um and it's just lovely. Just a really nice, yeah. funny film. I watched it a few weeks ago and it genuinely is like such a delight. It's one of those films that 
it's longer than you expect it is when you see the running time it's like well there's a, like a thing happens and there's like oh there's another hour left but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't drag it's really it's really fast paced and as well as being a very nice and sweet film genuinely really really funny like thinking yeah. there's so many bits like literally laughing out loud at which <laughs> yeah, isn't a given like you know yeah. you watch a comedy sometimes and it's a perfectly serviceable comedy but you're just like Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the, some of the visuals are really fantastic as well. There's like the whole robot apocalypse side of it is, uh, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's very well put together. It's all, it's yeah. really really cool. Yeah, a good time. I also watched. I have to talk about this film. Um, I've not had a, seen a film that's given me nightmares since I was like eleven or something. I watched a film called Come True. Um, and it's made by the. Have you ever heard of Pilot Priest? He's a musician who he does all of the. He does like dark, John Carpenter esque synth wave kind of music. It's pretty good. Um, but he did this film called Come True. It's very synth wavy and dreamy and Cronenbergian. Uh, it's about a girl who can't sleep or has no way to sleep. She signs, signs up to a sleep trial um, and she finds out that there's, they've got these people have invented this technology where they can they can output on a screen in a very distorted way what the mind is seeing. So if you're looking at something, you'll see a distorted version of that come out for this output. But it means you can also see people's dreams. Um, and then the, the, it gets super creepy. But the imagery when they're in the dreams, that's what I think kind of bored its way into my head. As, as I was falling asleep that night, I couldn't stop getting these images out of my head. Um, but the imagery is is really strange that the, the creepy part of the story is that everyone starts dreaming about this one thing, this one, I'm not going to say what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super, super weird, especially when um, they, they see two people sleeping next to each other are seeing the same thing. And there's a guy in the room with them. Who's not, he can't sort of see what they're saying. It's really well done. Really interesting. Super creepy. I don't think it ends. I don't think it kind of wraps up at, amazingly but it for the experience itself it's really worth it i've added it to my list as you uh mentioned it luke so i will sounds good endeavor to watch that that sounds great and then yeah. we can see if we if it also gives us nightmare in which, mares, we, which case if we, we dream can, about the same thing then you know, it's worse yeah. or we'll do the classic for a person i don't find any horrible views any scary <laughs> at all and actually if you do that you're a massive fucking baby uh, we'll <laughs> all dream we'll all dream about french fancies yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the cure. The cure is a French fancy. Yeah, lovely bit. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, Mister Kipling, if you're listening, we could say, you know what, you know, what I don't have nightmares about how delicious and reasonably priced French fancies are, <laughs> but I don't mean that until that sponsorship comes. He's through. not. He's not in charge of the prices. The supermarket probably just assigns a price per. I mean, that's who it. knows? Only ins and outs. He's got to keep his cost low for them to be per able fancy. to sell them that light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much per fancy? That's what I want to know. I'll do the maths. <laughs> I'll do the maths. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for things I saw. Um, been playing Days Gone again. But oh. yeah, what about what about you, Ben? See anything? Uh, so I watched on Netflix the four-part true crime series, The Sons of Sam: A Descent into Darkness. Uh, so it sort of focuses on the uh, forty-four caliber killer. David Berkovitz. There's loads of like um, satanic cult stuff and like a man's obsession 
but yeah, it's really good. I like the fact it's only like four hour long episodes. I don't like it when it goes on too long. Cops going over the same old tiny little details about the case. Just tell me, give me the facts, give me the f- juiciness. Uh, yes, it's really good. And it's quite fascinating as well. And I think if you're one of those people who looks into a case about a serial killer and you think, oh, I think there's something more to that. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. This is perfect. Uh, David Berkowitz, I think, was in Mindhunter as well, which I've not seen, but I think they covered a lot of the same stuff. Mindhunter's great. It's a really good series. Like, Mm. the only thing that would tarnish me recommending it now is that it finishes two seasons with a feeling that there's a lot more to say and a lot more to develop. And then because COVID and because it's expensive and because it's really hard to coordinate, they're just not doing anymore. So if you do take this recommendation to watch it, know that it will be frustrating that there isn't going to be a conclusion. Yeah. Well, this was good. It was really like well-paced and there's been a few Netflix true crime things. I'm quite picky with them. I won't kind of just watch anything. I think if you're a true crime fan, it can be easy to just get drawn in by pretty much anything. And then you find yourself two episodes into a 12 parter and you're like i'm kind of done <laughs> i don't really care anymore so this was like nicely paced i kind of felt like that about the uh hotel one what was that oh <laughs> that was a lot of I've already like, spe- forgotten about it that was a lot of speculating wasn't it and then there yeah, was the a hell of a lot of speculating I the death like metal just... guy who definitely didn't murder it murder anyone because he was in the other another country at the time let's do a whole episode on him ah <sighs> oh, give him a give him a break he loves satanic stuff look at him listening to uh mega death who's he think he is he's definitely a murderer it was a load of nonsense but yeah this this one's a bit better um it's narrated by paul giamatti giamatti <laughs> is that his yeah. name yeah paul giamatti uh yeah. paul giamatti uh, uh yeah his just tone of voice and everything just really really does draw you in and he's kind of like playing a character that the guy who um in his narration he's playing the character of this guy who was sort of looking into all of this stuff to so yeah i recommend that that's good and the only other thing i saw this week was a thriller movie don't know if you guys have seen this advertised called those who wish me dead with angelina jolie in it she's like um someone called a fire jumper which is someone who gets like jump straight into a fire just to try and put it out it's not gonna that's never gonna work is that straight into a fire well, you like jump into the middle of a forest fire to like cut it off, I think. You like parachute down. Anyway, this film was an absolute mess. It was the oh, most generic no. thriller that I could have watched. The plot is completely muddled. There's like three different things going on at once, none of which really take precedent. It's almost like, what am I supposed to be caring about here? And absolutely everybody, except maybe the kid, there's a kid who's maybe about 12, um, maybe a bit older than that. Everybody else oh, feels totally... Taylor Sheridan. Yes, I know. Um, kind of what drew me to it because um, Wind River was good. I liked Wind River. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, everybody feels miscast. Angelina Jolie is like there, but I'm like, if she wasn't here in this film, this film would be fine. Uh, Nicholas Holt is like a uh, assassin, who I think <laughs> might work for the CIA. I don't know. Uh, John Bernthal is like uh, a sheriff. And he's got a pregnant wife. Basically, it feels like there's three different things going on at once. And ne- neither thing is strong enough to carry the film on its own. So they all kind of like just meander. It's a, sh- it's a shame because like on paper, you would feel like they could fit later. I could I feel like John Bethnal could play a sheriff. I feel yeah. like Nicholas Holt could be a compelling assassin. But 
Is that just doesn't work on the actual execution? Nicholas Holt. I mean, it's obviously a decision on his performance and how the character's written, but honestly, it just seems like he's like, all right, let's do the scene then, I suppose. I'm, yeah. What am I? Assassin? <laughs> Was, how's he hold his gun like this? All right, roll in. <laughs> it honestly feels like that. And I was just, I just didn't believe any of it. And as a fan of the game Firewatch, I've kind of thought... That's what I going to say. I thought this was a, kind of a Firewatchy looking... Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought the same. I kind of imagined like a nice character-driven drama, perhaps, uh, but it doesn't know what it is. It feels like... So I, I read on Letterboxd, someone said, this feels like a generic thriller that Sylvester Stallone would have churned out twice a year in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much. The more pretty condemning. Much. Oh, well. Yeah. Can't so, win them all, I guess. Yeah, that was that. And that was pretty much it. And again, I've seen a couple of things at the cinema that we're discussing today and next week. In the future. In the future. The first, the first return to the films on the cinema, Spiral. <laughs> Are you all right? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Her first return to the cinema's big screen, big, big films. Spiral. It's hot. It's, hot. <laughs> it's so it's, hot. It's pretty damn hot. It is pretty damn hot. It's right. Uh, yeah. So this one. This one then. It's the 10th. Is it the 10th? The 10th Saw film. What a ninth. Which one is it? Anyway. Spiral. <laughs> one of those. Spiral. <laughs> Marketed as Spiral from the Book of Saul is a 2021 American horror film that serves the ninth installment in the Saul film series. There we go. The answer to my question was right there in front of me in black and white. Uh, The film stars Chris Rock, Max Mignella, uh, Samuel Jackson, follows police efforts to stop a jigsaw copycat killer. Directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. Uh, It's his fourth of the series. I kind of thought... Are we really getting people back who have already directed films in this series? I thought this was supposed to be a complete reboot. Uh, but guess what? Original creators of the series, James Wan, and who's that? Lee Wano, serve as executive producers <laughs> alongside Chris Rock. <laughs> so uh, the last one was Jigsaw in 2017, which I never saw. I know you did, Luke. Mm-hmm. So I've not seen. I've heard Luke's review, and I think that's all I need. Well, that was supposed to be like a reboot. Uh... <laughs> remake boot right and then this is like uh this was a, another attempt at a, a reboot remake where i don't know what you're supposed to call it i mean <clears throat> attempt it feels like is yeah. it, i mean i thought it was gonna be a complete reboot but it feels like they can't let go of so many things there are so many yeah. things that seem to make a saw movie and it seems like no matter how many attempts they they carve out to reboot this franchise they just hold on to the things even the things that don't work even the things that have never worked not even once yeah i've got i've got a bit of a frosty relationship with saw movies i've only ever liked (laughs) i've only ever liked the first one i I enjoyed the first one i've only ever seen two and three and then i gave up and you know i've seen kill counts of the other movies and stuff but obviously the the the, uh, twist in the first movie was so damn good and it just felt like they've always been trying to like one-upmanship, do one-upmanship on that with every new instance. And it just never seems to get it right. Yeah. I mean, here's what the uh, the ratings and reviews are at the minute. It's not been out for too long, has it? So I don't think it's got like a huge amount of... It's not settled. It's, it's not, not settled. Yeah. 
Um, so IMDb has it at 5.8. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics are at 37%. The user score is at 75%. So a bit of um, a difference there. Letterbox is at 2.6 out of 5. So right in the middle. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of reviews to, to select from for Letterbox, but I've got a couple here. Dan Carroll uh, wrote, this movie is nonsensical, unsatisfying garbage but it's nonsensical, unsatisfying garbage in a way that's new for the Saw franchise. Five stars. So he <laughs> enjoyed it, I think. Um, so it was then, unsatisfying, but because it's new, unsatisfying for this franchise. Five stars. stars. Yeah. Uh, and then F put, I never liked or loved this genre. I remember watching maybe the first half hour of Saw and deciding that it's disgusting, that I will never, ever watch anything like it again. Half a star. I mean, it's weird because he obviously did watch something like it again. Yeah. And also, the first later, half an hour... nine films in. <laughs> the first half an hour, he only watches the first one. I'm thinking the only disgusting thing in the first half hour is, he, is Lee Wano puts his hands in some poo. That's too much. That's <laughs> too far for me. That was too far. It's a good job you didn't stick around. Someone that film is way worse. Within the first half hour, maybe? Oh, maybe. yeah. 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 Potty humour. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Love all the merch, guys. They'll be farting by the album. <laughs> farting by the album. Disgusting album name. <laughs> I am. Uh, I. Uh, well, I mean, so what's our history? So we've reviewed the first one on on this podcast before. I think we generally liked it. There's like certain conventions that they that they built into the franchise that uh, I just don't like anymore. I think uh, they kind of date it quite a bit. You know, when someone's someone's having an emotionally tense moment, they kind of just go. They can't just like close, I don't know, leave the actor to do it on their own. They have to sort of overemphasize it with a squealing noise and shake the camera. Like it has, everything's yeah. constantly squealing and squeaking. And that was still happening in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All Why of those that... tropes. All yeah, of those they don't tropes. Need that. Oh, man. When All there's those... a bit later on when like a pig corpse falls out of a car and it squeals, it goes, and it's a pig corpse. No one there is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just yeah. want to read out this, right? So this is the IMDb plot synopsis, single sentence. A criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice and spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saul. I mean, we are obviously going to go into spoilers, but criminal mastermind? Do me a, do me a favour, for God's sake, absolutely not. I mean, no. he is a bit of a mastermind, because he masterminds the entire plot. Don't believe like... it. Don't believe it for a second. I mean, Especially, you have to be a mastermind to even get like one of these elements of this plot to to come together in the way he his, had it in, in mind. So right. he had to have been a mastermind all, just to get that big all that all that wax in them pipes. That's hard. I mean, it's, it's beyond it's beyond being a mastermind. That is, that's being superhuman. But also, his reasoning, and again, I am skipping right to the end. There, I'm really sorry. His whole reasoning for kind of doing things under the guise of Jigsaw was that like. Yeah, Jigsaw, he had some good ideas, some bad ideas, but, you know, I thought, why not? That's literally his reasoning. He has no reasoning. I kind of wanted his reasoning to be, I used the guise of Jigsaw because I wanted to get everyone's attention, and I know how, like, the press and everything goes apeshit for this stuff. Oh, eat it up. He's been at it eight times. You mentioned Jigsaw in the papers, front page. I mean, maybe the reason I'm saying... I'm sort of playing down the fact that he's listed as a criminal mastermind here. Is I just didn't believe it, not for a second. And I as think soon as well, he seems to. He's the actor who they chose for that. Um, 
spoilers a little right from the get go here. Mike, yeah. Max Min- Mingella. I don't know if he looks too. I don't know what age he is because he looks like something between fifteen and forty. Like he's a bit <laughs> of a strange looking. Like he looks quite. He looks too young yeah. to be. Um, this I don't know this being able to sort of put all this all these inventions are, but also I don't know um, too innocent. I guess I mean yeah. I guess that might be what they're going for. He didn't seem like he was cast right to me. No, no. I think this whole film did absolutely nothing new with the franchise, considering this kid calling itself a reboot. It felt like a rehash of old ideas. It felt like uh, a rehash of old ideas, but also like. It was already out of ideas after about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. see, and I knew exactly where it was going. There was a reveal, which is supposed to be this character's dead. And I was like, that character's the killer then, because we haven't yeah. seen him die. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen him die. So he's definitely dead because Saw, without, without a shadow of a doubt, I reckon 95% of its victims die on screen. And we go through them going in, experiencing the trap. We go through it through it with them, and then and then we discover the body. Yeah, it's very very rare that anyone dies off screen. So as soon as someone dies off screen, it's like, well, they're the killer. They're not really if, dead. They're the killer. Yeah. If they so did like uh, test screenings and they gave someone like a buzzer to say when you think you know the killer, I imagine <laughs> their system, their computer blew up or something when they got to that bit. <laughs> it's so obvious. It's so obvious that it's that he's the killer. Who guessed it within like the first few minutes? Is that all right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it may maybe one should think it's Sam Jackson, doesn't it? For for a while, yeah, kind of, yeah they might have a little bit of implication yeah. that as well, but it, it doesn't really sell it hard enough for you to ever really consider it that long. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I, I worry that this franchise it will never be done because people will always watch these films. They always will, no matter how badly they're received critically. I mean, this one's obviously not been completely panned, but I don't think anyone's going mad on it. But I just think until it just does something completely, completely different, gets all lines up all the tropes and says, right, this is all the stuff that makes us all franchise. It's all going in the bin. Yeah, it's but all going in at the that bin. Po- at, at, at that point, like, how do they make it? Like, there, well, there has to be. A, I'd have two options call it, that I would just call it propose. spiral. Just call it spiral. Don't don't have the little tagline with from the book of Saul. What is this a Saul? Is this a Saul uh, sequel? But I'm thinking from oh, an investor like, from a financial usually, point of view, they're like. They just don't. They need to know that it's. They think the audience is too stupid, so they're like, they have to have the word yeah. "saw" in there. If you want spiral jigsaw saw, what's the guy's name? Spiral and saw. Oh, John. One L. Oh, John Kramer. Not John Kramer. Is that his name? I think mean, Kramer. Maybe. I mean, Kramer John versus Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> John Craven's news saw round. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, if I was going to do um, Saw and try and look at what the objective of this film, as they stated, was to reboot it and have a new beginning. Both of these are totally on the nose and one of them is impossible. But personally, if I'm a big Hollywood producer, I either get, obviously Wes Craven is not available, but someone who could do something really quite postmodern with it and maybe say, hey, Maybe you throw away a lot of the stuff with Saw of the original and actually make it a work of fiction and you do a Good new nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. And so, yeah, you take one step closer to reality with that one and say, oh, yeah, these things are loads of fictional things about it. Or yeah, you'd have a really crap jigsaw killer person who's just traps 
don't work don't or, work or, or apl- applied with real world physics that just go wrong and they break all the time and there's too many variables yeah. like oh i didn't think he'd like really shake those pipes you, really hard you know in portal 2 weekly yeah. takes the role of glados but he's really crap at, at doing the thing yeah so he ends up just kind of like sh- f- brute forcing uh the things against the, the main character i mean you have like that like i have like a really inept jigsaw killer yeah. and then he just to start doing the the killing bits or the other alternative that i would put forward is give it to Zack snyder because it'd be fucking stupid but you know what you'd lean into it you wouldn't half measure it yeah yeah oh man it's just you know the zach Give it to so Zach. Despo- I can't even think of there's something else where like it's marketed as a reboot and then there isn't a reboot. Like this isn't a reboot. There's nothing to suggest this is a reboot. This is just another Saw film. It's right? a late sequel but without the without because you've you don't have a supernatural element and they've they've stayed away from that as far as I remember. But you've done like old. John Kramer must have been recording tapes and cassettes like for years running up to his death. Like you cannot at this point like go back to anything that's from him again. So what you're left with is kind of the premise and the connection, but without the spirit. Yeah. There's always a Michael Jackson or a Prince album coming out like over and over again. People are discovering things. What's that two part? Yeah. He's done. A lot of he, much like those guys, he just recorded every word in the dictionary with every possible intonation. <laughs> yeah. So Hello. This is <laughs> this is what you do. You have the copycat killer, and he's trying to recreate Saw One in exactly the same way. So we know all the traps, and we know how they're supposed to go. But, but then he, he's got indigestion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they all they all kind of blunder and break and, and stuff. I think being being at the mercy of a kind of uh, evil but sort of insane idiot might actually be quite terrifying especially if you you're the one who keeps end up, ending up in, the, in these traps over and over again and then at I the f- end the evil insane idiot gets caught by an old cassette of, of John Kramer going you're like ripping me off do you well <laughs> rip your skin I off anti- I anticipated <laughs> again. this yeah now you will have to rip yourself off to live <laughs> yeah uh, so this is a, a also I guess a big swing because they got bigger names. Chris Rock. Um, that's not 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 a huge name. So only uh, eight characters, and he also got uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Bit of a bigger name that one. <laughs> Bloody hell! Got like, a middle one in there. You can short it down to Sam Jackson, but nobody likes that. Ever goes yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's two pretty big, pretty big actors for the franchise. I think. Yeah. And I know that certainly Chris Rock wanted to do this because, and he's a producer on it as well, because he's a big fan of the franchise, right? Like he wanted to get involved with it. He's so loud, yeah. I will say. It's really hard to separate him from from comedy. There is a bit yeah. quite early in the film where it's like, it's just, is this just five minutes of like your stand up material? You know, I, when he's talking about being married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I liked a lot of that stuff. I I it felt. In the, f- the first, I don't know, the first half an hour or so when he was doing a lot of his stand-up stuff, that felt like quite a unique character to put in this kind of situation. But then um, then I just kind of feel like that kind of got lost and they just became just loud and... Yeah, but there's like, a lot, so, so many cliches to his character as well. I mean, oh, yeah. There's that side of it, yeah. but the fact that he's a, a grizzled cop who only works alone and uh, he's divorced and uh, he's been through a tragedy and his dad used to be the... 
used to be the uh, what was he? The big cheese. The big, the big cheese. The big cheese. The big cheese. It's cheese just so many cliches. Like if you're writing, a, if you're writing a police officer character, there are so many. No, he has no a department's goes. worth of cliches. Like you know, there should be the person whose dad was the chief, and the person that only works alone, and but he's all of them. He's yeah. all of them and, in one. And he's like, and he's off out there doing his own, doing his own cases and stuff. Yeah. It's like, can you work like? Can you just walk in one day and go right? What am I going to do today? I don't know what I'm going undercover. No, you've got, got this like paperwork a, to do. He doesn't share either. He's when he's not undercover. He doesn't want other people to be the. He's like the. Uh, sorry for the British cultural reference, both geography and time related. He's like the zippy of police. He's like, no, no, I won't share it. <laughs> I really <laughs> I didn't know, know you. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, but I can guarantee you, I didn't know where you were going to go. With Zippy from Rainbow, so must, I've got to applaud the that. Of, the Zippy of police work. No, I'm not sharing this case. Fuck you, other man. <laughs> no, it's all mine. This case, all mine. Yum, 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 yum. All of these cases, yum, yum. <laughs> Zippy. Oh, Zippy, a twat. That's what I felt like as soon as he's as soon as he's given a partner who's like really respectful and courteous and like sort of. Oh, I know it kind of sucks that I'm a I'm a a, a rookie and I've been a, uh, put on a case of a, gen- a gently oh. spoken quite sort of meek and mild a bit like George from, from Rainbow <laughs> exactly like George yeah but uh, yeah George he can kind of stick up for himself though George he's a bit meek but you know he does stick up for himself yeah. he's a bit of a <laughs> twat Samuel Jackson <laughs> Jeffrey in this in this metaphor I guess Who, who's Samuel Jackson is definitely Jeffrey who's Bungle in this metaphor that police detective who he was going to give the the, the chief was going to give the job to or maybe the one who like stitched him up, the one who said, yeah. "What's that going out, going out, Zippy?" Nah, he yeah. can deal with it himself. He's and then Zippy, Zippy got shot. That Fitch, <laughs> Detective Fitch. But yeah, even like the the, the like what people captain. come to the show for. Like if you've listening to Empire or Total Films podcast, I guarantee you, without even listening, you're not getting these type of metaphors. No, and it was good. <laughs> it was a solid one. Uh, also, the police captain in this. I, I mean. I just don't necessarily believe her as a captain either. I don't know yeah. why. Every everyone just kind of feels like wrong. No one seems like it just the world they're trying to create real. is so gritty and down to earth and real and just like, oh God, blood and guts and sinew and all this horrible stuff. But none of these characters feel like they're genuine working cogs. Well, she's a real world. Doogie Howser character, isn't she? Because she's meant to be like chief of police. And they do, you know, in fairness to the film, they do tackle it with a line of throwaway dialogue later on. Like, How do you think she is chief of police despite being, by a good decade, the youngest person here? Mm. Like, like they do, they do reference it, but it does make the casting a little bit, a little bit, harder to get by yeah i don't know just everyone even from the even the cops on the front desk <laughs> i was just thinking who are these people <laughs> this ensemble of just yeah. morons i guess general opinions then well might as well go into it we begin at a carnival with the man from del monte right going around <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i said that's exactly <laughs> what i said i walked in so i must have been like a few minutes late to the cinema um <laughs> I think it must have started on the money because there are no adverts, no trailers, because usually I had to d- delay it a little bit, so I miss all that. Um, as soon as I came in, Manfred Del Monte's running about. I'm like, what's this then? Oh, it is the film. The film has begun, and the Manfred Del Monte is after. What's he running after? Is that a carnival, and then someone robs a purse, 
and yeah. then he chases he chases the person actor into a hall of mirrors or like an abandoned warehouse that's at the fun fair lots of abandoned buildings in this in this city yeah. and he falls for a trick where you know there's a there's a mannequin and then ah, someone in a, someone in a pig face gives you a chloroform in um and he's captured yeah. and then we we roll straight in you know uh, points for points for a quick run runaway we're straight on to a video talking of chloroform i watched a youtube video that debunks that apparently it takes about four or five minutes to genuinely make someone pass out from that oh really yeah. apparently it's difficult yeah. to get as well it's like yeah. it's really difficult to get a hold of <laughs> luke's trying yeah. <laughs> i'd imagine they'd put you on a list if you went to the you know went to your local boots the chemist and ah you have some chloroform please what's it for um headache not kidnapping <laughs> Can't sleep. Are, you a jigsaw, are you a jigsaw, mate? No, I'm not a jigsaw. Because <laughs> if you're a jigsaw, you have to tick it on the form and I'm going to refuse you. <laughs> not. Yeah. Exactly that. And then there's obviously a bit where um, there's a, a shadowy figure in the pig mask that like comes out of the shadows, grabs Manfred Del Monte, pulls him into the shadows. Again, always accompanied with that horrible, high-pitched, squealing, horrific noise. Yeah. Which like, I don't know. What, what's that supposed to be? Obviously, it's just a soundtrack gives choice. You a, but... Gives you a jump scare, but they mustn't be doing it in real life. Otherwise, Jigsaw would be getting caught all the time because everyone in that carnival would go... Pigs get murdered over there. <laughs> Squealing pig. It's that famous, you know, that notorious Jigsaw killer. He's always doing that nine times on record. Well, eight times because this is the ninth film. Yeah. That'd have been, it's just yeah, annoying because how many times did that happen? I reckon at least five in this film. Yeah. Well, it's whenever squeal. someone gets kidnapped or whatever. Squeal. It's it's weird that whenever when um the killer is unmasked, he no longer sounds like that. Like he's just a normal guy at that point. He doesn't make the pig noises. He doesn't go wee <laughs> as he comes towards <laughs> wee, anymore. Wee, wee. Yeah. Uh, so yeah does, like, does like a man noise instead. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I am man. Yeah. Uh so um, the guy's name is Boz. Boswick. Um yeah, the Boswick. detective. Bozzy. And he um, he wakes up in a trap. He's on a subway train line, um, and he's kind of hoisted up. Uh, he's got like a he's got his tongue like clamped together, clamped out of his mouth or something. So he's got his hat on, and he's got to get the idea is that he's got to rip his own tongue out. I think to get, that's the thing I want to say about. I liked some of the traps in this one, but I got to say I thought some of them were just I didn't quite understand the the logic of. Um, especially like the police yeah. chief later on. I was like, what? How did yeah, she that was, that, was, that was impossible. Because anyway, we'll all come of them to are it. Impossible to get, all of them are impossible to get out of. I mean, I, that's always kind of been a thing, isn't it, with the jigsaw killer? We're like, sure, the traps are horrific and easy to get out of, really, but you kind of got to lose something terrible. I feel like rip your, number, rip your one, ears off. number one almost had it, but this was one of the elements of the franchise which went off the rails the soonest for me. Right now... Part of it is time. Well, I do. I have two problems with this trap. The first one is that the killer in this case has no sense of dramatic pause, whereas the first one, when old John Kramer was doing it, it was like, "All right, mate, um, I want to play a game." With this one, it's like, "Detective Boswick, I want to play a game." And it's like, oh, "Come on, bit of showmanship." Yeah. Does he but say, "I want to play a game" as well? Yeah, he says, uh, "Yeah, play a game yeah. if you fancy." Um, it's obviously just me, but I was just like, ah, oh, I don't know. Just 
the pig mask. Do I want to play a game stuff? Like the voice didn't sound as good either. I've no. got to say the voice sounded different. I just want I just wanted yeah. something. I wanted something completely different. Like, are you going to plug a TV in down there as well? Yeah, and also like that—that's the thing. Like, one, you don't know when he's exactly going to wake up unless you're there going, "Is he awake?" Oh, well, if he's not properly awake, he won't catch this. I can't play it again. And the train's not going to come anyway because you're yeah. so you're so incumbent on time. You never know exactly when they're going to wake up. And then the whole thing with the trap. The video says, "Oh, the train's coming in two minutes, so pull your tongue out or die." Two minutes is barely lo- like that's no time. Yeah, I'm also pretty sure if you pull your tongue out, you're going to die. Like, yeah. I don't think you could survive from that blood loss, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe you could. You you definitely uh, like the best one in the world. You rolled in the dice, right? Yeah. And yeah, like you're not going to be able to. We get some more traps later on where I don't think even if you immediately got on board with doing the sacrifice part of the trap, that there is enough time for you to do it before, you know, before yeah. you'd have been got by the trap anyway. Yeah. I just I just want something new and it's not like I know what the thing I want is. And that sounds really frustrating because I won't know what I want until I see it. It's not that, but I just want something completely different and i know it's kind of lame because obviously some slasher movies keep the exact things that make them those movies i understand that but i don't think saul has ever really been good enough to justify that for me at least i mean i'm sure plenty of people would would disagree but i just think a lot of the stuff that makes it saul doesn't work anymore and if it did it maybe worked once so the fact that it would just keep going like flogging a dead horse whatever you say <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and you know just you keep doing the same thing and, and wondering why these films aren't successful it kind of just feels like well what the hell yeah um so he doesn't get out he um no. I, I think the idea is that he kind of slips it doesn't even try to I mean, he slips off his little stool and his tongue pulls out at the same time as he gets hit by the uh the yeah. train and he's just a mush by that yeah, point. I mean that that'll get your tongue out, I guess, being yeah. smashed to literal smithereens by a by a train. Yeah, I uh, think the intention of Jigsaw here was that he would jump off the ladder and rip his tongue out, but he's got his hands free and he's trying to pull it out instead. And two minutes yeah. isn't long enough to do that. You get trained because, right. and his his irony here is that because he always goes on the stand and uses his lying tongue to railroad people. Now it's your time to be railroaded, mate, but with a train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then we're introduced to... Um, oh, Banks. Detective Banks. Uh, yeah, Detective Banks. Zeke, yeah. Zeke Banks, yeah. Um, and he... Uh, I guess we're in the PlayStation at this point already, and we already get the idea that no one likes him for some reason, because he's so loud. He just oh, quiets Chris, down a little bit. He's like Chris. in a he's like in a criminal gang gang first, isn't it? We don't know it's him. He's oh, yeah. planning like yeah. a, a robbery of a drugs den, and they run in and they steal all the money. Um, it's like it's a, a GTA really, a really... GTA Five mission. This yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, he's not a bad one. He was tricking them all, and he was undercover without authorization because the police bust the robbery. And I'm like, say you, it's like, yeah. say you, Zeke. Yeah, I'm undercover here. You never told anyone. Well, it's kind of my thing. You know, I'm always doing mad shit like this. That's kind of what he's saying. Chris Rock is 56 years old. How does that make you feel? Wow. Yeah. 
He's looking good. Yeah. The man is looking good. Can't argue with that. Because I initially thought, hang on a minute, Samuel Jackson is his dad. As far as I remember, they're fairly close in age. There's me thinking Chris was, was like 56 and I don't know, uh, Samuel Jackson was like 60. Samuel Jackson's like 70. Something. Yeah. They're both doing very yeah. well. It's that Hollywood, yeah. that Hollywood healthcare. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hollywood yeah. healthcare. It's just a uh, tube at the bum every <laughs> every two months. <laughs> full of human growth hormone, just <laughs> been full of youth. Yeah. yeah. Um so you get. But yeah, he, he he's shown himself to be a, a loose cannon. He goes into the thing and the, the chief tells him off, but he doesn't care. He's given as good as he gets good. No, fuck you. Wouldn't keep his job. Sorry. Don't mean it's, wouldn't keep his job. They ain't gonna keep they ain't gonna put up with that. What you going at off doing your own cases on your own no absolutely not going and technically mobbing people (laughs) yeah yeah so then we get all the cliches you know oh come on you've got to learn to got to learn to play well with others we're going to assign you the rookie as a new partner i don't need no rookie for god's sake that's just all of it i thought his name was uh so we've got banks i thought the other guy's name was shanks banks and shanks yeah oh yeah his name's shank Shank, yeah banks and shanks yeah, yeah. Uh, so Shanks, Shanks says he's like a fan of um, Samuel L. Jackson, the, not the actor, that the character he plays in this film, uh, and that's why he joins the force. That's kind of our first clue. Um, where we get the idea that he he's, was inspired to be a policeman. Um, so he also uh, Banks doesn't like him being there. Uh, obviously. I think he makes him go to get him a coffee or something like that. Is that like yeah, a poo, poo on his him. desk or something? It's like I don't uh... <laughs> remember a poo on his desk. I remember it was like, "How do you like your coffee?" Because he's trying to, you know, offers him a bit of an olive olive branch yeah, as the rookie. Alone. It's like, yeah, oh. alone, nowhere near you, mate. <laughs> It'd be better if you were dead. Psycho <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Gorman has got nothing on the style dialogue <laughs> compared to Zeke. But like, like Banks sits down at his desk. 
And he he does like something on his desk and he doesn't know what he doesn't like whatever it is. He he knocks it up into his bin with, with the cup. What's oh, a dead and mouse? Oh. Oh, well, it's, it's a dead rat because he's a rat because he told on a crooked oh. policeman. Because yeah, he did but... the right thing and ratted out a crooked they Why? oh you're a rat now. It was an actual police officer actually murdered somebody, which he's which he like wit- got a witness statement from. How can they be annoyed at Chris Rock for grassing him up? He actually killed someone. He didn't just like take some money or also, like take, take some drugs. Yeah, he literally murdered <laughs> the good kind of police corruption. The only the ever witness, the only sex. witness of the crime, he he says he like does the shush thing to to the kid. So I like, don't tell anyone about this. But like, surely that's if he wants the policeman to go down or, or to know what actually happened. Yeah, how would he if he did? Because he didn't actually see it. Yeah, the only person who saw it. Was, I mean, the uh, details of how that came to how that guy came to actually get sent down are all over the place. It never would have stood up and tried. Yeah, it's it's just done. It's just done in a really roundabout way where we're led to believe that he told on him and he went to prison for ten years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Why does everyone still feel like like they need to stick up for this police officer who's like gone and like found God now and come out of prison? Just like, all right, I'm I'm over here still getting called a he's rat. Fine. He's fine about it, and also. I mean, I will be the first to admit that I do not know the the uh, the staff turnover statistics of this fictional city's police department. But in ten years or whatever, no one has transferred, no one has retired, no one has you know yeah. been signed off or whatever. So still, this group of policemen that all hate him for being a rat are all yeah. working in the same department, just still not liking him. And they're they're like to the point where they're still putting dead rats on his desk. Like at some point you just be like, oh, I just won't talk to him. Like yeah, they're still a, yeah. really angry about it. Also, get ten HR, years get HR of involved. <laughs> I've got a, a dead rat on my desk again. Oh, do you think it's not? It just died there. Do you reckon it just died there accidentally? <laughs> no, they're calling me a rat. Every, every I'm grassing them up years. again. I'm double rat, double rat. Yeah. I'm grassing yeah, them yeah, up can't, again. Can't tell anyone about that. Just oh, put it in the bin and move he, on. Maybe if he owns it and says, "Yeah, my nickname." The rat, they'd be like, oh no, now we're like feeding into a nickname. And then he bites the rat's head off. Like Ozzy, Ozzy did it with a bat, obviously, but he bites the rat's head off, drinks the blood like that, and they're like, fuck, not going to mess with him. Yeah, Yeah. I'm the rat rat king now, bitches, is what Chris Rock might say. I like the idea of the the other police people being like, yeah, we got him again. He doesn't know it was us. (laughs) We got him. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes off, just like, (laughs) loads of rats following out. Oh, he could become like the Pied Piper. Oh, he's... He's gone about this the wrong way. We've done this in five minutes, lads. Well, this, Chris Rock, a professional comedian, could have done with ten years. This guy Fitch, um, he, uh, so I guess we don't too, know the backstory too old just to be yet. A, but too old to yeah. be a police officer. He's on his last legs. But he's sweating. he, um, he's gets... all flexed skin. He's like, Ugh. oh, okay, yeah. So there's a bit of a, a back and forth. Like, who's going to be on in charge of the case? I think there's a guy called O'Brien who's supposed to be on it. But then Chris oh, Rock got, is so loud. They've got to go they're... see the body first. So they get a call saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. there's a body here. They go and look. They look at all the, the chunks. Chris Rock does his stand-up routine about the, you know, about being divorced difference between chunks and people. <laughs> and they they immediately go and see some some chunks. He says, oh, Bum died on the train train. He says, oh, I don't think a Bum is counting the steps. He's got a Fitbit on here. Um, oh, yeah. And then they go back to the station. Then they get the clue that comes through. You get a little USB stick where they um, it show he puts it in his um, 
Shanks's um, computer and sees that it's a, they see a spiral painted on a wall. And apparently every detective in this city is also an expert architect. They're all, they're all from the film um, The Relic because they're like, I recognise that building. It's the old courthouse down on 5th. And it's like, you saw one wall. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty impressive though. I'd and they do it about four that. times in this film. Well, they they are, look at a picture of a wall and go... Police detectives. And, and they have they been working the same... Brick from a mile the, away. The same, <laughs> they have been working in the same department for years and years on end, yeah. all hating each other, stewing away <laughs> inside that office, just wanting to fucking rat, you rat, you rat, and go study yeah. these walls while I'm out and about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when, you're not, when you're not going for lunch with anyone, you've got time to understand every brick wall in the community. Yeah. So yeah, they, they they basically, with this information, they get his badge and they understand that it's the man from Del Monte who was uh, railroaded. And then we get to what you were saying, Luke, about the, the other guy wanting the case. Yeah, but um, I don't know when the clue comes in, but the the, the clue basically is talking to the banks. Um, so he says, it's my case, that he's talking to me directly. At that point, I feel like, that's when you don't want to be, that shouldn't be your case then. Like surely as soon as the killer's yeah. sort of targeting you, then you shouldn't be in charge. But Chris Rock's really loud, like I said previously. So he gets the case um, for some reason. Um, by proxy. By proxy, yeah. He has a chat with the chief in the toilets about it. Like he storms off and she comes after There's him. There's a good start. bit where the, they go to the toilet and the guy peeing and the, the police chief is just like, zip up or something. Zip up and, and leave. Yeah. And it's like... And then it's a there's something, stop. It's really there's something about Mary yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. massive moth has just flown into the room. I'm a little bit worried. It's quite close. Oh, you're gonna get mimicked. I might um, get mimicked. Yeah. Uh, aven- avenge me if I do. Um so yeah, he basically has a row with the police chief in in the toilets and then basically gets his own way because they go back into the room and the chief like says, Oh, actually. Um, Detective Banks is going to run the case after he's basically told everyone to fuck off in there yeah. so he's not not fostering the best thing tough position to be the chief because basically it looks like you've got no authority because you chose someone who's going to do the case Chris Rock had like a, Ezekiel had like a, a meltdown you went off and had a chat to him quietly and then came back and he's got exactly what he wanted yeah, yeah. Um, so the others basically go well I'm going to pretend he's not talking. So he goes, right, I'm going to need this case. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need this evidence. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like <laughs> drinking their coffee, like scratching was, their head with their like, middle finger. Someone's just like, stuff. oh, my phone's ringing. What's that? Yeah, load of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that? Your mum? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, um, and then the police chief gets her um, like authority back by saying, what? <laughs> You get attacked by that moth. It's weird because we can't see it. This is very host. We can't see. You keep disappearing in the background. Oh, if he comes back now, he might be Mimic. Yeah. He might be those cockroach people. <laughs> um, all, all across the street, look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went, but it came right out of my face. Oh, did it? Watching. Jesus. <laughs> it laid eggs in my uh, <laughs> nostril. It was having the. Um... It was very fresh because of that nostril, <laughs> old soil thing you've been oh, using. Yeah. It was having the um, the same thing. Like it was in here, then obviously you couldn't hear it, but it was like, 
this is my episode of the podcast. And he was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he just flies in and goes, Spiral's actually a great film. Yeah, yeah, it's actually the best movie out of all of the franchise. Yes, yes, it's 10 A plus. It's it's a bold new direction. But yeah, so um, the chief basically says, no, stop being dickheads, like just take his orders. And they go, all right, chief. Then they whisper to each other, not really going to help him. That'd be unhelpful. Yeah. Yeah, and they um, and off they go to investigate the case. Is this where is. is this where Ezekiel sees his dad? They just or does he go? He goes to pay his respects to the widow of um, the, of the of the man from Del Monte. So the widow from Del Monte. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. And, and, is, and it is ex is there as well. Yeah, where's she there? She's just like for a this friend. one scene. Yeah, just for this one scene. She's a friend of the the widow. Right. Okay. Um, and fi- they're okay. all friends, I think. Yeah. Like they're all friends. Yeah. And that was it, because I think Fitch was like, Oh yeah, I've rang her and told her that her husband's dead. What? <laughs> Do you even know her? Did you leave a message? <laughs> Did you see he just sent a text? Hub Hub's Hub's dead, spelt D-E-D. Hub's soz. dead soz. <laughs> yeah, soz. <laughs> Hub's so dead soz. Sad face. <laughs> Monkey face with the, with the covering the eyes. <laughs> that face like <laughs> shocked face yeah. and an orange because he was the man for Del Monte so funeral funeral NXT WK next week yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then Chris Rock goes around there and says like look I'm really sorry and then a great opportunity there to have a little dig at your wife when she says something like about their kid oh, so goes, you can, well, you, can see him. you can see my mate's widow but I can't see my own son that's tangential at best isn't it Ezekiel and he's like well I'm really bitter about these things but don't worry this won't come up again and it doesn't I don't know if there's anything likeable really about Ezekiel as a character I'm never once thinking oh he's had it tough I'm always just thinking oh I mean I guess he does the right thing when it comes to police work he doesn't like being crooked cops which comes up a bit later but yeah yeah, he's Not a good. He's not a good team player, and he is sad about the man from Del Monte because he was the person that was still nice to him, and would still talk to him. But he's yeah, um, yeah. let him wear his hat now, but again. he's dead now, sadly. <laughs> um, and then he goes and sees his dad, who is also his landlord. Yeah, and he's not paying rent. <laughs> dad lord. Yeah, his dad lord's just waiting in his house, and he goes, oh, "I could have shot you, because dad, I shot you, mate." Because I've, I've already got a gun on you. Yeah. Why has anyone got a loaded gun? Just put yeah. the guns down, for God's sake. Your family. <laughs> yeah. I have and also, never he went paid a accidentally rent. been surprised by my dad and almost, and we had an argument about who would have killed who. Could have killed <laughs> you. I would have definitely had you then. I would have snapped your le- neck like a twiglet. Well, they did say like they've not spoken to each other in years, I think, or something. They only um, speak when they do a bank transfer for the rent. And in that little, like, four, however many characters you get, 12 characters. The reference. The, the reference. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Ha. Hi, Dad. Ha. <laughs> Wyd. Yeah, yeah. And he never responds because he never he never sends him anything back. So never responds. One way street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but Samuel Jackson's like, oh, so you've got a, a jigsaw copycat. That sounds like a bad one. Is he just like don't get involved or something? He, he just said, I'll tell you what. If you come round tonight, I'll order us in some some take out and we'll we'll solve yeah. it together if as you said that we're not really hanging out anymore it's, oh that sounds lovely thanks yes yeah. yeah, that's, that's i'll order some pork and we can eat it and talk about that pig mast killer it'll be a great time yeah 
Um, so they <coughs> go. To, I think it's around here. Okay, so um, they get a lead. Um, it's the drug dealer that Boz was after when he chased him down into the into the wherever he went to. Um, so Fitz knows where this drug dealer is, but he doesn't tell. He doesn't. Yeah. So they've tell. been chasing down the lead, and they they go to a yeah. shop, see it on some CCTV, um, track down the the drug dealer, the drug user, drug dealer dude in like some abandoned. It's just like a warehouse, isn't it? Yeah, that's like where he's dirty old warehouse like base, bases, and he goes, "Oh, should we tell? Should we tell Zeke?" And they go, "No, nah, I told you I wasn't yeah. helping." I think he says, going on my I think he says, his dad. Fuck him. And then later on, when they're like, on about, do you want to send back, uh, back up? He says, fuck him. That's all he ever says about him. Yeah. He's been fuck 10 him. years at this shit, just, just basically fucking him over. And this time it comes back to bite him because he falls for the same trick as the man from Del Monte did, where there's like, like, you know, a pile of rocks roughly assembled like a body. And he goes, <laughs> that's my suspect. And he goes, Come on, get up. And he goes, oh, just a mannequin captured, chloroformed with a, with a tea towel soaked in, <laughs> soaked in ether. Uh, and he's, and he's like, his, and he's his, one, his um, trap, I, um, is really grim, but I, I, I don't understand what the, the point was. So he wakes up in like a, a paddling pool um, and he's got his fingers in Chinese <laughs> finger traps. And there's like a, I love like, it if this is you pitching the pitching, <laughs> pitching the trap. The water's rising, and there's like some exposed copper wires. I mean, somebody could just splash that and make a connection and be dead anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is that he's supposed to pull his fingers off to escape because he's had he's got his added two fingers in too many pies or something. And well, he like, points no, the finger at people. He's like, "You, uh, okay, with all fingers." Does he know how to point? Um, <laughs> hey you! What? There's ten of us today. Too many one. manicures. Bits. <laughs> no, you've had it too good. Uh, you've had it too good for too long. So you must lose yeah. your precious fingers if you want to live. So you've got to feed your fingers into these gears that will that will pull them off. Yeah. Before the water gets high enough that you'll be electrocuted. He's got a mask. On way, his, it's got a mask on as well. What's the mask for? He's got to like bite down in order to make the machine go, isn't he? Well, oh, does he? So he bites that. down, and he bites down, and the machine goes. So every time he screams, ah, the oh. machine, the machine stops. So he's got to like bite down in order for it to wow, drag him in. This is to be fair. <laughs> this was the <laughs> yeah. This was the only moment in the film I think where I was genuinely like, oh, but the fingers start to. Pull off, yeah. When, yeah, when they get yeah. pulled off, it was pretty. And he, I mean, it's, it it, I think for that kind of thing, I'd say either go all in or yeah. don't, because if he goes halfway, and like he gets like some fingers off, but some are like kind of half off, and I just yeah. think, what was the point of that? All that pain. <laughs> runs out of time and gets electrocuted anyway. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, just like I know it must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any scenario. Would. I was about to say, would that kill him as well? But then I was like, oh, yeah, he does get electrocuted as well afterwards. Yeah, it's weird because he, he kind of bleeds out into the paddling pool and also kind of cooks in it and electrocutes. So he's like kind of a weird... Uh, Pop soup. Yeah, blueberry stew at the end. Um, yeah. It's not nice. Not is nice is he in a paddling pool? Could he not have... I don't think it was a paddling pool. Tip, I think it tip, was... the, ba- tip the bath over? I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it was like just a big trough. 
Yeah. Like a big horrible trauma. I mean, we might have been a paddling pool. Jigsaw <laughs> Killer might have gone down B&M, seen one on sale. Yeah. Uh, when the weather's cold, because not now during Bank Holiday weekend, the price would be astronomical. Uh, but <laughs> it was a paddling pool. Hit one up 15 yeah. quid. Because this killer, I mean, he can't be made of money. He's probably just looking at what he's got in the garage oh. or in the shed. He's like that. It's like an episode of Task. You just got to see what you can exposed find. Fucking wires I've got there. I've got, I've got a yeah, shitload of wax. <laughs> I've got a shitload of wax from all those Yankee candles people have given me for Christmas for ten years. <laughs> Get them all in the big vat. Yeah, save them for the big one. But um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this guy again. He's not really given enough time. He's got literally didn't they say like you've got like 90 seconds or you've got like two minutes before the water reaches this wire um, yeah this this killer must not enjoy watching people suffer there it is there's the fucking moth carry on <laughs> carry on yeah i think you're right i think he uh he can't stomach it so ooh, speed speed it speed this up let's get them dead and move on yeah but um yeah again <laughs> This is this again. This is this is the problem because it doesn't feel like that guy was trying to find a way around the trap, or you know, was wrestling whether can I live without my fingers to to yeah. survive. It just felt like he was immediately on board with what he needed to do to get through the trap, but he just wasn't able to to do it. I didn't realize that the mouth thing. I didn't realize I had to bite down, which kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, well, uh, so he, he's out, out of the count. Um, and then, I mean, pretty soon after Shank, Shanks disappears, right? He's the next one. To... Yeah, I think right about now, some officers begin to like accuse uh, Zeke of being responsible, mainly because of his history of Fitch, because I think they say, oh, it could have been someone who had a grudge against him, and everyone just looks at... <laughs> it's like, no, he's got a grudge with me, not the other way around. Yeah, he's got a grudge with me. Yeah, I guess his Again. grudge is more recent because they show a flashback of the previous oh, yeah. time Fitch said, oh, fuck him, and he got shot. Yeah. A man with a spooky eye shot him um, when he asked for backup, and Samuel L. Jackson turns up and says, he called for backup three times. Which one of you was the closest? And he's like, me, and he smashes his head into the um, in flashback mode. He's dead now. He's got no fingers, but he's um, oh, yeah. in the past, he bumped his head into a garage door and said, I'm going to shoot you, but he doesn't. No, yeah, but yeah. Um, so Zeke is accused of it. Um, yeah, and then and then I think a package me. package gets sent. Then the oh yeah, the next package, which is like a a courier comes in, and this is what I mean about all the police being incompetent. They kind of just let him wander in, and then they go, "No, stop, drop, get him down on the floor." He yeah. might be the jigsaw killer. He's not. We we, we never see the courier again. He just. Maybe he was just a rude courier. They, and do, they do at least say they question him, right? Because if they just let him go, right? Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a bit of skin that has Charlie, which is the, we've learned is allegedly his partner's son's name that's tattooed onto his chest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as soon as this popped up, I I mean, I knew, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say because most of the time I'm a little bit behind on films like this, um, <laughs> like working out exactly what the twist is supposed to be or what who the killer is or what the actual crux of the movie is. With this, I was like, well, that's obvious. It's definitely him then. There's no way it's not him. I mean, your yeah. suspicions are already there, um, yeah. I, for me anyway. Um, yeah, 
it's it's too too heavy handed. You don't bury the lead enough. Um, in the in the package, there's also something that leads them to the butchers, uh, where they find his body. Yeah, um, it's properly like The Simpsons. It's like Shanks has been replaced with with a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they they surmise that it is Shanks that's been all skinned alive. No need to do any further checks. They think he is definitely this skeleton. I mean, it's definitely him. I mean, I never saw him skinned alive, but if I had to imagine him skinned alive, it would look exactly like that. Have you... So. Let me ask you uh, this question, detective, if that is your real profession. Have you ever seen Shanks and this skeleton in the same place at the same time? Wait, so you're saying uh, they are the same person? <laughs> They are the same person, yeah. The same skeleton and Shanks. <laughs> so, yeah, skeleton. They, they, what are you doing here? Yeah. They buy it and they say, "Okay, that's him, skeleton." So too bad, so sad. My partner is dead, and then yeah. they move on very quickly. Uh, I can't remember where it goes after this bit. Um, Some random cops where... start being attacked, um, and um, Detective Banks slash Ezekiel. A couple of things are escalating. So um, his dad. He picked up his Uber Eats for his dad on the stairs, but he's not been there and he's been trying to catch up with him oh, on the yeah. phone, but he hasn't been answering. And that continues for the for the next part of the film. Um, oh, do that thing where if someone doesn't answer their phone over and over again, you leave them a really angry voicemail, which they're definitely going to listen to. Yeah. Pick up your <laughs> damn phone! <laughs> <laughs> no one no voicemails. voicemails. No one listens to voicemails. Never, ever. Before Shanks was replaced by a skeleton, they go and blind that drug dealer. Um, they shoot. They put a. There's a bucket that takes the, the money up for the drugs, and he puts like oh, yeah. a dive bomb in there. It yeah. blows up in the guy's face. They go into his house, and then effectively, even though he's a good policeman, he tortures him because he tackles him into the room, breaks his leg, and then like takes a photo of himself, a selfie with the broken yeah, leg, pokes at it and uh, tries to get the evidence, but it's obviously a dead end because the guy doesn't know anything genuinely. But then then Shanks gets replaced with a skeleton and, and taken away. At this point, or at some point around here, Ezekiel gets a um, a message that says, while you're busy looking for more bodies to drop, I'll cut off your head. Um, and then by... And at that point, we see... Someone in a pig mask has been doing random attacks on policemen. Yeah, he's been doing random attacks on policemen, and he's out investigating. One thing I drew issue with here is that it says, "Oh, Jigsaw never never targeted cops," and I was like, apart from like the six that yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, me, even as someone who doesn't even know the films very well, it's like, well, I got a minute. Yeah, he played did. Because initially his reasoning for, for torturing and killing people was like, oh, they're bad people. And eventually his reasons were reaching so far. It was like, remember that one time when you did the recycling and there was that glass <laughs> jar and it had a paper label on it and you didn't want to separate it and you separated it. Well, that's it. Now you've got to pull this glass out your asshole. You've got to separate yourself <laughs> if you want to live. you got to separate um, yourself. There's glass and there's paper inside your colon. You've got to separate it inside and sometimes- there. Here's rubber gloves. And sometimes with the with some of the police victims, especially in the later Saw movies, it's like really like quite positive things. Um, like the time that it's 
uh, I think it's the time it's the SWAT captain. It might be in three or four, and it's like you always want to save everyone, and you've got to learn that you sometimes you can't. And I was like, it's quite yeah. an admirable thing yeah. to try and save everyone. Yeah. Yeah, um, such a good person, aren't you? Always, when there's been a tragedy around the world, always changing your Facebook profile picture to the flag of that country. Well, this time, you're a, here's a horrible flag you've got. A, you, like, <laughs> this time, you are the I one. I do not know where I was going. <laughs> this time, you will be flagged. you got to hoist ben yourself the jigsaw flag killer. <laughs> um, oh, really good thing you've done. Well, here's a horrible twist to that. Oh, shut up, jigsaw, you twat. <laughs> also, like, like sometimes as well it's like the plot of every like 90s family movie like an Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy it's like you work really long hours and don't see your family enough and it's like I should have a whimsical adventure to solve this not be put in a jigsaw trick you imagine jingle all the way you didn't did. get your boy your boy the Ultraman figure yeah. now, now you, you are will be Turbo Man <laughs> yeah, Turbo man. Man's getting fired from a cannon <laughs> straight up your ass <laughs> Effectively, if that had been it, like Arnold Schwarzenegger wakes up in the Turbo Man outfit, like (laughs) (laughs) Howard, you didn't buy your son the Turbo Man. It's just pathetic, you know. Like, just work out your differences of people, like, like, like an adult. Yeah, I'm gonna. What's the first thing you do? I'm gonna go make a trap. I'm gonna make a trap, and then they'll have to do this. It's like, oh, come on, chill out, sit down, have a couple more legs. Use use your experience for good. You know, sit sit Howard Gibson down. No, that's the sick day. Either way, sit sit the guy, sit Howard down, and say, um, you know what? I I jigsaw at John Kramer have had cancer and was in a terrible car crash. I've learned to prep. You know to to understand the precious time we have don't don't work long hours at the mattress factory where you live have we already um, had in saw a copycat right yeah the disciple, disciple i think the like the, yeah there's like there's the amanda is the apprentice and then there's the fbi man that's an apprentice that then just i think he takes the formula and says well you could have never escaped this trap there was no way out of it so in many ways, he's the worst villain. Um, yeah, yeah. But you've got to yeah. give him a way out, even if they end up just as a singular fleck of uh, blood. They got to get out somehow. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I don't but, know. Um, like, back I just on, want back to... on this one. They're wrong, and he's been targeting cops all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I just wanted something to. Do you know, what? I mean, I wanted something different, and I keep saying that. But I wanted something where it was like, oh, that's that's new. That's that's unexpected. It just felt like it was so obvious. It felt like if you can give me three options to what, after watching this for thirty minutes, three options to what the kill, who the killer was going to be and why. This was this was like one of the most obvious ones. Yeah, I think the next trap is possibly, in some ways, the best, and in other ways, the most ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous because how on earth did he set that up down in the basement of the police precinct, like the evidence room? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) without anyone going in and going, "What's that that you've just put there?" Ah, it's just some evidence. Oh, it's a, it's a, about with. It's a tank of molten um, candle wax. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, To the case, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just gonna plug it in, keep it hot. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. What What is the trap? For this woman, so exactly. The police detective gets gets pig chloroformed, as does everyone, and wakes up. Again, no dramatic pause. It's like, hey, want to play a game? Um, I paused more than they do on that video then. Hey, want to play a game? Is literally how it rolls in. 
Yeah. So it's basically in 90 seconds, you've got a you've got a cloth over your face. Uh in 90 seconds, boiling hot wax is gonna start coming out of this, and you'll be suffocated under lots of, and I reiterate, boiling hot wax. Or or you can paralyze yourself. Well, yeah, we can sever your spinal cord with this blade, which is just under uh, your back. Okay. It's so just blade just in your back. Yeah. Again, so another got... one where the decision wow. has to take like has to happen immediately. We've only got a small window of time here. I don't understand. So how does she how does <laughs> there's like a knife sticking in the neck, right? So I mean, how does that stop the wax from coming out? Apparently it'll stop it. Okay. All right. It will the, the system so is to... so sophisticated enough it'll go and paralyzed okay stop the wax yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless he's watching from somewhere i mean who knows yeah i mean she could just go oh painful. no i'm paralyzed <laughs> okay it's quite gruesome the the yeah. death itself i mean it kind of melts the the uh, whatever like the cloth to a face um there's much face and left at the end yeah he melts it and he's gone for thematic um appropriate wax as well. I bet he's been to one of those, you know, the pop-up stores they do for specific holidays. Mm-hmm. I bet he's been to a Halloween one and gone, black candles, please. He's gone the day after Halloween, though. And they're all being sold off cheap because he had I to mean, get a, a fair lot. His intention is obviously just to kill these people because it's not like yeah. he, he savors yeah. the, the pain of them going through some sort of life-changing decision or like some sort of horrific epiphany in a way. He there's, just there's easier ways to do to, it. There's yeah. way easier ways to do it, considering they pretty much all die within like 90 seconds of them. You can send the message still. Out. You you kill Boz with a, a bullet to the face, and then you take out his tongue and put his tongue somewhere like a, like an old fashioned mafia man. If you yeah. want to, um, what was the other one? Have the fingers guy just cut his fingers off. I mean, it's not just cut his fingers off. Just cut his fingers off. Less time, less money. Uh, you won't be connected to the jigsaw killer. Because I mean, the connection's pretty damn loose as well, isn't it? Maybe that's what he wants, though. Maybe he wants the the connection to the jigsaw killer. The notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah uh, so, uh, Banks finds um, I can't remember her name, um, and he he sort of peels away the the wax and the and the stuff, and he's like, she's completely, <laughs> completely yeah. dead. She's just she too late, like, isn't he? You know, when people yeah. cook things in like a pit. You know, you put a pit and then you put the hot coals in and you cook the food and then you get it out of the pit. Uh, yeah. Her face looks like that, just like they've put a turkey in a hot fire pit like, and then pulled yeah, it like out. We do a, delicious. Or like when you do a fish in a paper bag and it's like, yeah. oh, peel off the paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's had it. She's had her chips. She's over. So it's not long after here that Banks gets... Um, <laughs> taken right yeah so there was a bit earlier where he went to see the the police officer that he'd ratted on who's like found god and he's like helping people um is he helping like domestic abuse victims or drug yeah he's like he's in like a you know some kind of rehabilitation program he's offering people advice yeah yeah oh i used to be a murderer but now nice but now i don't think about murder (laughs) only a couple of times a day and even then, I don't fully commit. But uh, yeah, so they have a bit of a fall, like a bit of a moment. So later on, uh, Ezekiel goes back, convinces him now. It's definitely him. 
Got to be. <laughs> All signs point to Lauderdale. Logged into the the evidence room, right? That's so he'd correct, been able yeah. to go in and delete some surveillance footage. And apparently, only like fifteen minutes of surveillance footage was missing. So it only took fifteen minutes to install the. Uh, Very good. The waxatorium. Yeah. Speedy must have had it all up and ready to go. Just needed a flat pack. Just snap the bits together. <laughs> flat packed exactly. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So he thinks it's that guy, and he goes, and then we see like alternate flashbacks of him and Sam Jackson being captured. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so he so Zeke wakes up at a warehouse, he's handcuffed to a pipe. Oh, there's a little hacksaw nearby again. Not someone who's seen all the films, as this happened before in a saw film where there's a hacksaw where it's like, oh, what a throwback! Probably at least once. Now, here it says he considers sawing off his arm, does he? Yeah, because I think he knows he's like, oh, okay, I've been, I, I know this, what the setup is. But he finds like a hair clip or something. He kind of is, is able to do the. I mean, uh, does the killer expect him to chop his hand off? Because the killer probably doesn't didn't put the uh, the hair clip there. As we learn later, he sort of wants him to be his mate. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's maybe not going to go away if you made him cut his hand off. Maybe he does like leave the hair I would have been your mate, but you've just made me saw my own hand off. So, yeah, yeah no. I, was, I would have been completely on board apart from that. And he's like, "Oh no, I left a hair clip there, and you also left a saw." Yeah, did you not see the hair clip? What? <laughs> did you what? check the system for the uh, for the key? Did you check the poo? <laughs> did you look in the poo? <laughs> right. I, it I, left a, I left a poo in the corner for you. Did you not see that? <laughs> no, I didn't even notice it. Oh, it took me ages. Yeah, <laughs> to me, yeah, it's a lucky bit. Usually, it's in your eye, but it's just in a poo, unpleasant, admittedly, but just, not in your eye, just in a poo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Kill me, I can't touch it, <laughs> just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, some gloves in the back in your back pocket, of your jeans as well. You wouldn't have even been that bad. Doggy bags, yeah. <laughs> um, so he gets out and then he goes into the, the next room and he finds. His dad is like Samuel Jackson. Oh, before, kind of... before the dad, he has the the previous oh, puzzles yeah, with the yeah, with the... the with the murder policeman from earlier that shot the witness. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy gets an interesting trap. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you build this. I mean, is this something that people? Is this a thing? It's a okay. like a like a faulty recycling center because there's there is like a a conveyor belt that sucks up like glass for recycling except instead of recycling it it breaks what is largely glass bottles which you think wouldn't break into styles shards of glass like this it spits them out as like razor sharp like bullets like flak yeah. across the room um every shard more razor sharp than the last um yeah it fires them out of a big funnel into the room and it gives him like yeah, a clue that's the... like I wonder what the purpose of that machine is. Gen, gen... Shoot, shooting glass. <laughs> so the glass shooter just fires out like, like honestly, with incredible speed. It's like a railgun. It fires out at like supersonic speeds, sharp bits of glass, and he gives him a clue saying, "Do you want to save this piece of garbage, or just the keys in the?" Throw them in, throw them in the trash, and walk away, and throw away the key, and. He has a couple of sections of trying to just like 
like break him free and he has to keep running around the corner because of the glass and then he realizes <laughs> he gets he fashions a shield out of the bin like puts it on him <laughs> yeah and this is fucking ridiculous this is the other sore trope that came in from the later movies right where people do eventually work out how to get them but by the point they've worked it out and gone over there with the key it is largely pointless that man is just like a red mess yeah oh, jesus and he it, but i mean zeke doesn't come out completely at this point if the killer's plans went went to plan he'd be he'd be missing a hand and he had like loads of glass sticking out of his face he's probably lost an eyeball or yeah. something he's got some big of it like, oh dying from blood loss want to be my mate <laughs> i want to be my mate thanks, <laughs> not just... for, thanks for saving me could <laughs> <laughs> you not have just sent me a letter so no. some of your friend requests on facebook Send me a poke from not jigsaw. Um, yeah. yeah, so then then that you're saying he goes into what was the, the final boss room. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the big reveal. Reveal. Uh Sam Jackson <laughs> is um he's propped up, he's got blood pipes in going to jars. Uh and the idea is that like it had like in exactly three minutes he'd be completely out of blood and then a switch off like that. Then he'd be dead. <laughs> um, You've yeah. got just enough blood left to keep him alive. Three minutes yeah. worth. The yeah. calculations in Jigsaw's notebook. Yeah, the calculations. Because <laughs> in this time as well, the killer has got to explain, has, do, has got to do his whole, whole monologue and the big reveal. And look, it's yeah. just me. Is the big reveal just him stood in a room going, it was me after all Pretty that much. time? But like, again, if, it, if he was in X, uh, in our version of the reboot, he'd be like, uh, it's got like, I don't know, five minutes maybe. Eventually, <laughs> he'll die of blood loss. Um, yeah. He died or... before you even walked in. Yeah, sorry about this, mate. <laughs> He's a bleeder, that one. Because he man has, the guy... got some blood thinners or something going on. Oh, of course. It's man of his guy. age might be on some sort of blood thinner. Yeah. Um, didn't calculate that in. Or the other chap, like, he hadn't properly woke up before the train comes. He's like... <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, we have the big reveal. So, um, the guy who uh, Banks put in prison shot this guy's dad because he was a witness to another crime. Yeah. Um, and that's why Banks, he stood up for the correct law uh, and he got him sent down. At the same time, he saw um, him in the little room and he told him to shush. Uh, maybe he thought, maybe, uh, I imagine he's trying to protect him, but I... <laughs> So the corrupt police didn't get him. Yeah. I, I think they even have the same music or there's some sort of musical cues going on from the first. Yeah, you get like reveal. the um you get the original saw that always remind me, and it's not Hello, the same. Zeke. It always gets oh. Oh, it always Zeke. reminds me of like live and let die. It's like do 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 it's not living that die. Paul McCartney comes in and just goes, I'm the bloody jigsaw killer. And then Axel Rose comes in and goes, I'm actually the better jigsaw killer because my cover is better. They're all they're all apprentices of Yeah. Yeah, so Live and Let Die starts up. Um Hello Zep. That's it. That's that's what the mute that's what the musical cue was called. Hello Zep. Do you like Live and Let Die? It's my favourite song. Here it is in full. <laughs> Sing it along to it. When you were young. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the thingy says, 
oh, I think that, oh, yeah, so he gives him a gun. And he says, either, there's one bullet left in the, in the gun. You can either shoot him, the, the, the killer guy, or shoot oh. a little target that is going to release his dad <laughs> with some blood left in it. Um, I'd be like, shoot that, hit him with the gun. Yeah, like, you, you don't could, need to shoot him. Like, or you could shoot him and then throw the gun at the target. It's pretty big. Yeah. A yeah. little target. I've made a little target up there. You gotta shoot him with your gun. I was like, la- honestly, I was laughing at this bit. I don't. I don't even know why. I think I you just, just cracking up. Shoot, shoot. I mean, at this point, uh, also the dad, Simon Jackson, um, is saying, "Shoot him! Like, just, just kill him or whatever." Um, so he ends up. I think he shoots the target. So Simon Jackson is released to the floor, and then he ends up having a scrap with the guy in a lift, and he's like, "I want to." I wanted you to be my friend or something. He wants you to join. Yeah, him. you could have um, joined me. Being we could have both been jigsaws, um, yeah. and we could have dealt with the corrupt police department. And he also throws his dad under the bus and says, "Hey, look, they're all in on it." That guy always pointing the finger. Um, that person who was chief of police that I waxed and I licked everything. And yeah, they <laughs> they ran this particular like crime policy, which allowed them to oh, cut yeah. down on crime. By being bad, corrupt oh, yeah. police. Yeah, you you've always stood up for not being corrupt, so don't mind you so much. Um, yeah, but I'm going to punish everybody around you, everyone you love, and I'm going to bring you in on this horrible mess because you did the right thing once, and now you deserve this torture. Is it was like was it isn't it said I would have just let your dad go, but because you tried to save the other man, you've disappointed me. So now you've got to prove. That you're that you're on side by shooting this target and not me. Yeah, but then as they're having a scrap, uh, the police, the SWAT team arrive and they hit another tripwire, which pulls Samuel Jackson back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this guy's hardly got any blood left, and he's, Again, he's already woozy. I feel like I've seen this before as well, where they've made somebody look like they were aiming a gun at the police when they weren't, and then the police have shot him. I've definitely seen that in a film before. i've seen that tried i think it i'm not too sure i want to say it's in a saw movie but surely not phone booth or something like that um yeah i seem, yeah, to, I seem to know it's, they do it with the inside man don't they like in a less technical way and no one gets shot they like sellotape guns to people's hands and they send them out so the police yeah. arrest them yeah um so they Oh yeah, so they shoot Samuel Jackson. Oh, and then and then it ends with uh, Thingy doing like the troll face as the lift takes him away. And uh, um, I just never, I just nobody notice him. Like the whole SWAT team are in there. He's in a fully just, lit lift. Yeah, and just, he just like pr- so into shooting, so into shooting this this guy over and over again. This is amazing. I've always wanted to shoot a police chief. Former police even chief. Though, like, <laughs> even though, like, Ezekiel is there going, nah, don't. And he's put his hands up, so he's arrested. And like, no, look, it's me, The poli- it's me, that really rookie, like, he's rookie, definitely a really shooter. policeman. You always see a shooter covered in puppet strings like that. Yeah. That's what the shooters always look like. Four so foot off the get him! <laughs> Someone who looks Holding like a gun like that, there. yeah. And then but the other thing is, like, he's a he's the he's a puppet or puppet master, or yeah, because the other guy's the puppet master, old jigsaw, and because yeah. he realised this delicious pun that he's made him look like a puppet and he's the puppet master. Yeah, as you say, like he does the ultimate trolling face as the lift goes down. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio thing, you know, the one that's like when you get back from school, the doctor's from a doctor's appointment, he's got like a McDonald's happy meal, he's like. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then that, that's the end. There's literally nothing else. The, the, the credits roll. There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Paul McCartney comes on. When there's a, young, is there like some sort of kind of saw music at the end? Like yeah, some, the, there's like uh, that 21 Savage has done a song, which I think makes the most of that Hello Zep uh, little riff. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So I've got some name game for you. Ooh. I've not got many because it's quite difficult cool. actually yeah, uh, for this one. So maybe if you've got one, you want to throw into the mix. Um, so this first one is a film about a criminal mastermind who unleashes a twisted form of justice. Um, it's a terrifying new chapter from the book of Saw. It's actually directed by the guy who provided the catering in the first film. Uh, catering? Yeah, so he provided the catering from the first Saw movie. Um, he made this one. Spiral Fries Cookbook of Saw. <laughs> Spiral Fries from the Book of Saw. Cookbook of Saw. Cookbook of Saw. Uh, spiral from the cook of saw. Ah, oh, the cook of saw. <laughs> <laughs> spiral fries. Spiralizer. Uh, another one. Uh, so a crystal, a crystal mastermind. No, a criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice. A terrifying new chapter. Uh, brought to you by Buzzfeed. I don't know if this one's very good, actually. Um, <laughs> from the book of Buzz Saw. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, some some form of list. I, I guess it could be brought to you by any kind of oh, online digital viral, <laughs> viral from the book of soul buzz soul. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last one. Uh, Come on, mastermind, unleashes twist from justice in the terrifying new chapter from the book of soul. It's directed by the guy who provided catering. From the first one, but this was the guy who catered specifically in coleslaw. Viral <laughs> spiralized vegetables coleslaw. from the book of slaw. <laughs> yeah, from the cook of slaw. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I can come up with one for you, Luke. You know how to cook coleslaw. Slop it together. <laughs> it's cooking. You you chop stuff up. You're preparing you it. You got to put. You've got to. Yeah. You got to put a mayo on it. Yeah. Um, my right. one for you, Luke. So, um, a criminal mastermind wreaks havoc around the city with a new case of daring murders. Um, when um, Ezekiel finally gets to the the end of it, turns out mastermind's only a bloody lion. Bloody lion. Uh, I can't think of what word is supposed to replace at the moment. Is this just the last one? <laughs> Spiral from the Book of Roar. For the Book yeah. of Roar, that's what he'd say. <laughs> it's fucking Roar! <laughs> uh, yeah. So we need to rate the film um, if there's no more name games. I feel like Ben's trying to get one. Oh, he's trying to get one out? No. No, no. I was, think- I was thinking about where the moth was because I've shut the door and it's in here with me. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> much, like, much like the franchise Ben is out of ideas <laughs> oh man out of ideas ideas that 
don't even work just being rehashed and re-jigged and just oh, naff. I mean, I was pretty annoyed by this film after I finished watching it. Having pretty much forgotten about it for about two weeks and now going back to thinking about it, I mean, I dislike it even more. Uh, I just don't think the Saw franchise is for me, unfortunately. and I've never, ever enjoyed much about it really i've always kind of thought it was derivative of so many other things uh and this is nothing i was really expecting a a reboot that's i think that's why i wanted to see this and why i was kind of like oh okay this could be different it's it's not even really called soul but it is isn't it it's soul what was it nine yeah call this call this soul nine call it what it is call a spade a spade call a soul sequel a soul sequel uh, bloody hell! I think I'd go as low as a D minus. Oh Jesus! Uh, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more. I mean, problem is, it is a, a pretty standard Saw movie. It, I mean, I know it's framed for this kind of bad police aspect. Police are bad people. Um, Jigsaw but... never really went after after policemen. I don't know if you heard that, Luke. But, uh, <laughs> never did. <laughs> Uh, but but still, I I I don't I don't think it should be doing the the kind of bleached overly bleached um, grading on on the film, and it has that kind of constant shaking camera thing. That that kind of stuff is so out out fashion, like old fashioned. Like ten years ago, I think you can get away with it, but now not really at all. If it had if it had a new metal song at the end yeah. as well, yeah. that would have that would have literally been the nail in the coffin where you just go this film is yeah is is tw- it's like a tw- it's like a 20 year old film sorry i'm getting in the way of your well no, this, your final final that's, thoughts that's my point that's my point as well uh so i mean i i can still watch it though what is okay i like i like some of the traps even though i don't really understand them uh i give it a c minus now Ben has spoken about the new metal soundtrack. I just remember, I just think of a Lincoln Park in the end coming on, coming as like Chris Rock screams. Um, One of the Saw films had bloody Chester Bennington, God rest his soul, uh, in it, didn't it? One of the Saw films. Which one? Don't know. I remember. He's in a car. That's all I remember from somewhere between somewhere between two and seven. Uh, he is in Saw Seven. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Um, for me, again. I would say there was a time in life that I thought Saw was a great franchise and I was really into it. Maybe one to three, I think I saw. I, I probably was seeing them at the cinemas until five. Well, Darren um, Len Bowsman did Saw 2, 3 and 4 and then Spiral. So he, okay. he did a lot of the so earlier ones. Some of them, like two in particular. I think two's pretty good. Two's... Two's not bad at all. Like three falls into that same problem with yes, there's just no time for you to do this thing, even with, even if you've made the decision. But um, sticking like coming to topic here, I feel like it wasn't enough reimagining. If they wanted to do a reimagining, they stopped short of what they could have done to truly reinvigorate the franchise and just maybe have some thematic elements. Yeah, um, that would have that would have brought it back, but let it stand on its own. Where in reality, they had to lean too much on the history and didn't have enough fresh ideas to, to pull something off was, that was this close. Which means, unfortunately, you waste a couple of 
very talented like actors that 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 appear in it like i think chris rock has a great deal of like intensity and whereas i went into the film saying like it's really hard to picture him in a non in a non comedy role i don't think it was that that let this down it wasn't that i was thinking oh he's going to do a punchline in a moment it was yeah. just, just ill fitted for this um ill fitted for this film i'm not going to be quite as harsh as as ben i don't think but I think even within this franchise, it was probably below standard for a Saw movie, even within that more limited scope. So I'm going to go with a D. Cool. So, yeah, we're all kind of around the same kind of uh, mark for it. Um, Next week, I think we're doing The Conjuring next week. Is that right? Yeah, The Conjuring. Conjuring Devil made me do it. Um, He did what? (laughs) He made me do it. Do The Conjuring. Um, do the conjuring, yeah. It's like a Blame new dance. Devil. Just, when we were devil. when we were texting in the group saying what uh what films we're gonna do this month, new new name just appeared, the devil. Do the conjuring three. All right. <laughs> okay. Um and then after that we're doing quite a place two. Uh what else we got planned for this month? We're doing pieces, pieces the slasher from the eighties. Um, yep, yep. and then attack the block because I think uh, just hit an anniversary. Yes. Yeah, another five week uh episode month. It's gonna be a long year, isn't it? <laughs> it's bloody it's going on, really going on this year, isn't it? Yeah, these five week months. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I'm dying for a, a pee, so I'm gonna wrap up. Anything else anyone wants to add? Uh, well, no, join us in the Facebook group. You say that in the outro. What am I on about? I'm jumping on your jumping on your chips. No, you, you you try it. See if you can get how far you can get without the. Oh Jesus! Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, thanks good. to Kovac Cowman for our yeah. free music. Thanks for a to Acast for hosting the show. It's very uh, good. If you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a review on iTunes. Yeah, on all yeah, the yeah. podcasts. Whack us a five-star uh, review on there. Whack like, us a five-star uh, review. Do it. Yep, you got... can do it right in app. Lee 1L will not come on the show if we're not a five-star rated podcast. So Yeah. Four and a half stars. No, five, five. Got to be five. Uh, join us in the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, we'll be chatting about horror things all the time, all the bloody time. Thanks for thanks to my co-hosts, Luke and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thanks, Ben. Thanks it's been a pleasure. Right horror dude. Until next time. (laughs) Bye.